Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back in, everybody, to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Stacey Blackwood, to break down Episode 4 of Season 1, The Stewmaker, number 161 on the Blacklist. What an episode, guys. Uh, this is just one of those episodes that you can go back and, and watch over and over again. Uh, just a fantastic episodes, one of my favorite episodes in the entire series. This is really when the show started to find its feeding uh, and, and it was just a great episode. I love it. I love it every time I watch it. This is probably about the 10th time that I've watched The Stewmaker. So I just love this episode. And right away in this episode, we are introduced to The Stewmaker as he checks into a hotel uh, on the bottom floor. Uh, he begins taking a shower, cleaning himself off. Well, he's got a dog with him. He tapes up the room, cleans the room. Just a really interesting opening scene there as we are introduced to the Stewmaker. And then also, there in the introduction, we're, we're Cooper and Wrestler are talking back with one another about trusting Liz. And, you know, Wrestler saying, well, she's still looking into this classified file. And, and so, obviously, they're not trusting her right now. Cooper tells Wrestler that he will be going with her to uh, the trial for uh, Hector Lorca. So... Liz is is still hunting for this information on this classified file. Uh, She does get a little information. The Angel Station Hotel, she writes that down. And then a date, June 23rd of 2012. So like I mentioned, Liz is going to court for the Hector Lorca trial, a drug dealer and a drug cartel lord. Just, you know, and and what's funny is is she meets with Red before she goes on her trip. and, And Red tells her that... Lorca's people have reached out to him about getting him out of the country and giving him a new identity and, and all those sorts of things, and it pretty much tells Liz that she's not going to have a good day in court. Well, of course, then Liz gets to the court scene, and uh, you know the, test, the guy's about to testify against Lorca, and all of a sudden one of the jury members <laughs> goes, uh, starts having a heart attack there and, on the bench. and uh, So everything is just scrambled about. Uh, the, the witness uh, gets taken out by people posing as uh, marshals, and of course now they've taken his body to the stew maker for him to dispose of. So now the witness is gone, and Liz ha- is, is nowhere with Hector Lorca. So, Red really isn't too much interested in this case, uh, you know, he says, you know, he's really not interested in how you're running the mill drug lords like Hector Lorca is. But as she begins to tell him some of the information about uh, the victims and uh, then she gets to the crime scene and talks about the crime scene, how, you know, nothing was there. There's no evidence whatsoever. Uh, and Red has her check the bathtub. 
And she's like, hey, I smell chemicals here. And he's like, uh, well, the stew maker is in town. You're going to need a plumber, one of those clever uh, wits from Raymond Reddington. Uh, but so now now Red is interested. He, he meets up with the FBI there, uh, you know, at the, uh, the black site. And, you know, they're kind of going over the case. And then Liz and, and Mira are uh, questioning Lorca and, they obviously can't get in with anything, you know, to do with the the witness that is no longer with us and has disappeared. So they make up these money laundering charges, and they're going to transfer him over to a homeland. Well, in the transfer, Lorca escapes, and Liz is captured. So Liz is captured, and uh, Lorca is obviously wanting to get rid of Liz, so he sends Liz to the stewmaker. Now, of course, Red is really interested now because he obviously wants to get uh, Liz back from the stewmaker. So uh, Red and Cooper and, and Wrestler are there in the uh, at the black side, and they're discussing, you know, what their options are. And Red lets them know that he is meeting with Lorca to discuss his travel arrangements to get out of the country. And Red thinks the best way to find the stewmaker is through Lorca. So, and, and of course, Wrestler, he, he wants to tag along. And before they get there, uh, Red tells Wrestler, you know, you're going to need a story, so you better be ready to answer his questions. Uh, so right away, they walk in and Red tells Lorca, oh, this is Donald Wrestler, special agent for, for the FBI. And of course, Wrestler's you know, has a knife to his throat all of a sudden, uh, is forced to explain, and he pretty much tells Lorca that he is... Red's handler in these type situations and helps Red get all these passports and all these documents in place so he can, you know, help Lorca disappear. So then they're they're talking about, you know, getting Lorca out of the country and making him disappear and uh, Red is pushing to get Liz back. Uh, and very interesting conversation there between the two. You know, Red kind of tells Lorca not to make things personal and then Lorca kind of turns it around on him and says, well, this kind of seems personal to you wanting to get this FBI agent back. Uh, but but Lorca agrees. Uh, Red, Red says he's not going to offer his service unless uh, he he hands over the information needed to find the stewmaker and to find Liz. So they, uh, they get some information from him, a phone number, and now they're, uh, they're on the hunt for the stewmaker and also Liz. Well, they find out that Stanley Cornish who uh, runs a dentist practice, is the name of the stewmaker. So they go to his home and try to find him, and but of course he's not there. Uh, he's up in a cabin with Liz at this time, and uh, his wife and his boy is there, and of course they're totally blindsided by what's going on, and uh, they're questioned and all this, and the wife tells Wrestler that you know he has a cabin up in the woods, and uh, it's kind of secluded, no road names or anything like that, just a general area. So now they're they're on the race to find Liz and the Stewmaker, uh, and in the meantime, Red is there at the black side, and he's looking at the you know kind of the information board of you know all the collected evidence and, and things of that nature, and he sees the the canine hair. So he takes it and tells Denbay, you know, it's time to go, and he calls the uh, Maryland Animal Control and gets the uh, dog tracked. He pretends to be Stanley Cornish, and he gets the dog tracked so he can find. Cornish and Liz. Well, in while all this is happening, Liz is there with the stewmaker in the cabin, and you know she's tied down to a wheelchair, and he's you know kind of prepping everything for uh, for the stew, for for lack of a better term. And 
Liz is, uh, you know, I thought this was a very good job writing in this part. You know, Liz's background is in profiling. And so she's there profiling uh, Cornish, the stew maker, trying to make him, you know, more emotional in the moment and maybe rethink his actions and, you know, not really carry out the job that he is supposed to do and, you know, uh, making her suffer and then disappear. But, you know, he's he's got a job to do, so he's going to try to do it. Uh, Liz almost escapes one time. She she breaks free from the zip ties there that she's got around her wrist and hits uh, Stanley Cornish, and she takes off running in the woods, and she's trying to hide, but, of course, the big dog finds her, and uh, then all of a sudden she's got a, <laughs> a naked man standing over with a gas mask on and knocks her out and drags her back to the cabin. Well, when she gets back there, she has an interesting line where she says, you know, I was wrong about you. You're not perfect. And about that time, Red knocks the guy out. And then we get the moment of the entire episode. Just to me, this moment is still one of those moments. We're we're in, I don't know what, episode 16, 17 of season 8. And this is still one of the greatest moments of this entire series here in episode four of season one, you know, Red's parable of the farmer. And and to me, I think what's most interesting about this, and it's still discussed between us Blacklist fans, is was Red really even talking about the stew maker, or was he talking about himself? Uh, just, a, just a very interesting parable, uh, you know, about how a farmer comes home and he, he finds all of his his life's work, his family is gone, and then he goes on this kind of revenge tour, and now he is no longer a farmer, and he's he's looking back on his life now and, and sees all the wreckage that he's left, and, and now he understands that one day he's going to have to pay for, for that. So just, a, just an incredible uh, performance by Jane Spader, so well written, and then, and like I said, the delivery by Jane Spader was just... It really was unbelievable uh, how he didn't win an Emmy just in that moment alone is just beyond my imagination. I cannot understand how that has not happened yet for Jane Spader playing the role as Raymond Reddington. Well, so he, he gives the he gives the parable and then he shoves Cornish off into the uh, into the stew after Liz kind of kind of pleads uh, for Cornish and you know maybe Red to spare his life and. She says, you know, he couldn't help it. And, you know, Red's like, you know, maybe he could change. And he's like, no, maybe not. And he throws him off in there into the all the mixture of chemicals there. Well, right as that happens, the FBI shows up, of course, just a step late. <laughs> Red's always a step, step ahead. Well, the FBI shows up, uh, and, and Red is, is getting ready to leave, and he's looking at some of the collections that that the stew maker has made and he opens up this album of photos that are all dated and he, and he picks out one from december of 1990 of a young girl and he takes that photograph from that album and so now we're left with that mystery there and then as as the, the episode is ending liz is you know obviously receiving some medical attention she's in the back of an ambulance and uh, Red walks up and gives her the photo album, the one that he has taken the photo from, and you know lets her know that this should you know ease some minds and give some closure to some of the victims' families uh, of the stew maker. 
And and in that moment, one of the Liz says, "You're a monster," and he says, "Yes." Just without hesitation, he says, "Yes." I mean, he he admits, "I am a monster." I mean, he is, and and we tend to forget that a little bit. Red is a criminal. He is he has done some horrible things uh, over the last couple decades, and uh, and I think in that moment when and you know speaking in that parable, he he's he's kind of reliving. All those moments, you know, he, he says a life's work erupts from his knotted mind, and he talks about how his suffering is complicated. So uh, this really is one of the most complicated complicated and complex characters in TV history. And and that that moment, and then, like I said, him, him admitting that he is a monster to Liz is uh, just a, it's a profound moment to me in, in the show's history. There and like I said, it's just episode four of the series. And then as as they're closing up the van, Liz asks, "How do you live with yourself after doing that?" And and he says with a smile on his face, "By saving your life." And so you see in in that moment that that Red obviously cares so much about Liz, and we're not sure why. And then, like I said, here at the end of the episode, he's looking at that photograph again there. Almost in a uh, in a c- curious way, like he's not even sure who he's looking at. That's the way I read it, you know, watching his face expression as he looked at that photograph. And of course, Liz is at home and she's kind of recovering a little bit. It looks like she's had a bath or something, or getting ready to take a bath. And and Tom walks in and says, "Look, I know we, you know, we haven't had a trip in a long time. We need to we need to get away for a little while. So I've, I've booked a trip back to Boston." And she, he has this pamphlet with her and with him, and, and she opens up the pamphlet. She's thinking everything's normal, uh, and she opens up the pamphlet and sees Angel Station Motel. So now she's that that one, you know, another seed is planted for doubting Tom. So just a fantastic episode. I, I'm not sure that I could say enough great things about this episode. Uh, like I said, it's 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 just one of those episodes that I could watch over and over again. Uh, really excited to be doing all these recaps, uh, you know, of, of these episodes. Got a long way to go to catch up to where we are right now, but I'm going to keep doing some of the bonus episodes that include what's kind of going on right now uh, in the blacklist. And like I said, I, I want to do at least one of these recaps every week. I may do a couple this week. Just kind of depends on timing. But if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do that. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music. You know, wherever you listen to podcasts, I'm sure that you can find us there. Subscribe, leave us a five-star written review, and we would greatly appreciate that. Also, really, really appreciate all the support and interactions that we have had on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at Believe Blacklist. My personal Twitter account is at Blackwood89. So make sure you give both of those a follow and interact with us there on Twitter. And we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. I can't wait to get back and do another episode. Still working on getting some guests lined up. So you ain't just having to listen to me for 15 to 20 minutes every week. I really appreciate all the support, guys. It's a lot of fun. Uh, The fans of this show make it fun. you know, even though a lot of us don't agree on some of the theories or, you know, maybe some of the uh, the love interest in the show 
we still have a great time. It's still a show that we all love, and I think that's something that we can kind of come together on every Friday night when the show comes on. And I know I'm certainly still enjoying this great show, and uh, I hope you'll stick around with us on this podcast journey as we continue breaking down uh, our favorite TV show, The Blacklist. All right, guys, I'm going to head out now. I appreciate every one of you. Like I said, make sure you subscribe and leave us that five-star written review there on Apple Podcasts. I would greatly appreciate that. All right, guys, we'll talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.